0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number 45 of Thyroid Nation (laughs) Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com.
2: And I'm Tiffany Milanis of GratefulGarden.biz.
1: Today we are talking with Paul Gemini, PhD. Paul is a scientist turned internet and entrepreneur and executive turned strategy consultant and economist. Oh my, wow. Tiffany and I are thinking we might both be over and over our heads. Paul and his <laughs> molecular biologist and cancer researcher wife, Xu Qing, have both had a longstanding interest in diet and health. They began experimenting with low carb paleo diets in 2005 spent seven years refining them and have successfully healed their own middle-age and chronic health problems through diet. They have learned a great deal about the benefits and pitfalls, so we are so excited for him to share. His experience overcoming a chronic illness has been key to their views of aging and disease, and I want them to be my views. So we I know I'm. to talk to him.
2: I know, right? I seriously like to just his path and education and everything and the views on this. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so a few things first, though. If you turned in last, turned in. Whoa, a little tongue tied today. If you tuned in last week, which we hope you did. Of course, we heard you heard us chatting with the extraordinary Sachin Patel. Oh my gosh, did we not just love him?
1: Oh, he was so good.
2: I know. We need to schedule, like, an eight-hour show with that one. Anyway, Sachin is the founder and CEO of the Living Proof Institute. Amazing, amazing, amazing dealing with not only the physical, but the psychological, spiritual aspects of disease. So if you missed it, don't worry. You can still catch it in the Thyroid Nation archives. Always, as well as other fabulous guests that we've had the privilege of interviewing and go back and listen to them and listen to them again and again and again and again. I know I've done that several times because there's just so much information there sometimes. Uh, Fabulous interviews like Dr. Holtor, Mary Showman, Susie Cohen, Isabella Wentz, Dr. Redd, Dr. Robinson, Dr. Hedberg. My gosh, just Dr. Christensen. Mm. Just amazing, amazing people. Uh,
1: So... There
2: we have that. You can always tune back in.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I can't even talk about the the lineup we've had. We're so very blessed. Make sure to also check out the lineup of wonderful and innovative guests we have scheduled for the future, including future guests like Dr. Trevor K, Dr. Lisa Maturo, Esther Blum. There's just so many. Dr. Kim Jackson. So, tune in. I think we have Aviva Rom scheduled. She hasn't we haven't decided on a date yet, but I'm excited to talk to her as well. So,
2: very cool, right? Yes. Doesn't look like he's he's with us yet. So what's going on with you? Not yet. What's going on with me? Hmm. hmm. Fun and exciting what plan? What's going or? on me?
1: Yes, I do. We're actually <laughs> going to Colorado for the holidays, so I'm very excited. Uh, we leave on Thursday? What's today? Tuesday. Oh, gosh, I have my days all confused. You know, we, we, we pre-recorded... Um, do we pre-record our show from Sunday? Yes, yeah, so we pre-record our show from last Sunday, and so ever since then, I have I haven't had my days right because I usually know what day it is based I on our show I know
2: from the our show day.
1: It's so true. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit different living down here in Costa Rica because I know this sounds really terrible, but you don't really know what day of the week it is. <laughs> so <laughs> awful. Oh, but do no, they do?
2: They do a lot of Christmas celebrations in uh, Costa Rica.
1: Oh, they Christmas started in September. <laughs> it is so really? bizarre. Yes, yeah, so it's like you know in the states, you know you have you have fall and back to school and all that. Then you have you know fall festivals and Halloween carnivals and things like that. And then you have Thanksgiving and blah blah blah. Now here it's like they don't have any kind of no anything they don't celebrate Halloween they still don't celebrate Thanksgiving so at the end of September Christmas lights start going up in all the stores I mean the our grocery stores decked out it's beautiful but it's been that way for I don't know two and a half months now so yeah we get a, oh, whole, wow. we get a whole lot of yeah yeah yep that's kind of
2: cool we go through so many holidays yeah. here with all the decorating and you know it's like okay done okay done so <laughs> this one's going to start. Right, right This right. one's going to start. And then, of course, then everybody always argues about when to start them.
1: <laughs> oh, totally. And, you know, and it's, so they, it's such a busy time of year. And it's funny because I'm I'm on such a different kind of schedule. But then again, I'm not because I'm involved with Thyroid Nation. So I'm connected to everybody in the state. So I feel the pressure and the busyness for everybody. It's crazy. It's weird. I mean... I was messaging back and forth with the future guest, her, um, with her, and actually her assistant, Dr. Jolene Brighton, who's spectacular. She's wonderful, and uh, we were. She saw that I had posted something, and she commented saying so she was online, so I messaged her and got her really quick. And so we scheduled her. We had been, you know, chatting back and forth with her secretary, and, and her secretary was like, oh, okay, it's busy, and we're back and forth back and forth." I could just feel it. Such a busy time of year for everybody. I know that that you guys. You know, over
2: there in um, Joshua Tree, you guys, the guys celebrate Christmas, or maybe not? Huh? Yeah, they have, they do <laughs> uh-huh. quite a bit of. Yes. I have to kind of. Yes. I have to kind of giggle I, like, for the. You know, like the the local listeners, because we have our, you know, how every city has a Christmas tree. <laughs> our tree, our right. Christmas tree, a little off center. It looks kind of. It's just sort of sad, but it's a it's a really small town. But yeah, there's there's lots of
1: <laughs> we
2: have the lots light of stuff parade. Going on well,
1: yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean, you know, I re- I remember being in in Frisco. I lived in in Texas, Frisco, Plano, and we celebrated Christmas like it was, you know, it was, was everything's bigger in Texas. So. <laughs> So that's how it was, right? So yeah, they there's you couldn't you couldn't miss it. They did a light show and fireworks to the light show fireworks. Oh my and God. The lighting of the Christmas tree. Yeah. hmm It was you know big, 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 big. So they don't do anything like that here, but they start selling fireworks you know just like on the street, and so fireworks are going off, you know, for the past month. My dogs just love oh, that.
2: Oh, really? Now do they do they a lot of the it. Christmas do they do a lot of the Christmas trees and stuff like that or is it more of a of a you know like truly central focused religious holiday in Costa Rica?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of both. It's kind of both. You know, I mean there is the, you know they do the whole Christmas trees and that whole thing and the decorations and, and it's funny to see how what their idea of decorating is versus, you know, the gringo way of decorating, but um yeah, no it's everybody's got lights and it's all everybody man they mean it they don't mean it a little bit they really mean it it is christmas time there's no doubt and, and i have to tell you we have a we have a, a light show parade we have a um i guess it's has yeah, just a light parade you know i guess they, they call it festival de they lose and it's in town and it's a parade and it's all christmas lights and stuff and like the first the second year um uh, the second year we were here, I'm gonna text Dr. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna text Dr. Uh, I'm gonna text Paul Jamine, PhD. <laughs> excuse me, and make sure he's he's coming on with us. He said 4 p.m. Eastern time, so that would be right now, right? F- 1 sure p.m. I sure as heck hope so. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna text him on his phone right now and see if I can get him really quick. But I wonder so what state if we have a. What state he's in where do you is know where he lives uh i think he's uh northeast i don't exactly uh-huh. know let me look real quick i think he's in the northeast let me look real quick he's in massachusetts so massachusetts um,
2: wow cool he's got to be a little on the chilly yeah, yeah, side yeah. right now yes
1: how fabulous right? <laughs> Uh uh-huh. i'm excited i don't know what wait okay first let me tell you about my story and then i want to know what the weather's like there okay so So, like, the second year we were here, the first year we went, it was Festival de la Luz, and everybody's so excited, and everything is all, you know, decorated with Christmas lights, and they do a parade around our little town, and it's really neat. And then the next year, we got a um, a new trash truck. (laughs) I'm so not kidding. We got a new trash truck, and it was, you know a big deal because they used to have those little trucks and the guys would go and throw you know, and it, what didn't look like a, what a garbage truck looks like. You know, they don't have the one with the arm that goes out, but it was a brand new big trash truck. And so they put it in the parade and they decorated it with life and stuff. Everybody was so excited and so proud. And when it, when it came around the corner, you know, when they came around the corner, everybody was clapping, yay, for the
2: new trash truck.
1: That <laughs> That's very cool, right? <laughs> I know, I thought so thought so. Okay, your turn go. I'm texting, you talk. <laughs>
2: my turn go. Hmm. No, <laughs> I'm just turn, I'm go. peeking at, at the um educational background and, and researching of, of of Paul and his wife and it's just my goodness. My goodness. This yeah. is serious Yeah. She actually has uh, things that are published in PubMed, which of course makes perfect sense with her background. But um, that's very cool. cool Is that right? Huh?
1: (laughs) How cool is that?
2: (laughs) Well, and I love the fact that he has, you know, all of this education and has just kind of evolved with, you know, interests and and uh, you know, I can't wait to have him share his his story and you know. To have these two highly educated people end up, you know, it would have a tendency to go with more conventional routes to really find, you know, their own healing through diet is very cool, you know. I mean, that's very cool. It's uh, taking all that technicality and actually, you know, just sort of narrowing it down to the simplicity of of, of the root of illness, which is just, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> I know that sounds so crazy, but it's... Um,
1: That's very cool. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear. Okay, I'm texting right now. This is the, it's so neat how you can just, you know, technology's so great, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay, 929, here we go. Okay. I sent the number. We should be good to go. Uh, He happened to send me his phone number. I think I'm going to ask every guest. For their phone number from now on, you know, just in case, because I things think get so. you know, things come up, things come up, and and you know you can't you can't get your you know, internet or you can't get your so I mean you can't get to your uh, computer, and so I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get everybody to give me their phone number, and then I'll just plug them into my phone, and I'll just text them, making sure they're gonna be there, right?
2: You know, technology is so amazing, the amount of it is just how you can do things so quickly. You know, I mean, in one respect, it's I mean, good really of, good. And I good think in another respect, it's made people very stressed, too. I mean, I think there's a mm-hmm. truly an art in managing technology, don't you think?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure we've quite, we've quite mastered it. I have a friend who posted a picture <laughs> we totally today. Have it. <laughs> no, huh? We have I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago where, where we were I was supposed to be on the show with Caitlin Weeks, grass Fed girl, and. And that didn't work. Um, that was another story. I never told you I told her what the story is. But I was going to say, as far as technology goes, I have a really great friend we met here. She's from the San Francisco area, but they came here for a year. Three amazing kids. Love her kids. And she posted a picture today. They're all on the couch, and they all have their iPads. And they're all on the couch playing their iPads. And she said, who's going to call Protective services, Child Protective Services, you or me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, you
2: know my, it was, it was my, like, funny. That is funny. I mean, the girls, you know, the girls text me from, the, they, you know, text me through their tablets, you know. But it's it's actually been kind of cool because it's a, it's sort of a a great way to, you know, teach them communication skills. You know what I'm saying? Through their tablets. Yeah. Uh, telling someone is very different than actually visual. I mean, I mean it would depend on the learner, but, you know, the the visualization of actually sentence construction and all that stuff through something that they would actually be physically doing all the time you know what i mean
1: right right but it's sort of amusing
2: to get a to get a text in my own house you know (laughs) from someone in my house yeah
1: so you know one could say you know we we need to be you know more connected to you know less on our phones and we're connected to the earth, which I feel like we have a pretty good balance here in Costa Rica, or at least we try anyway. But the world is technology, so you can't really take that out of the equation unless you're going to live in teepees and a little community, you know, center or something, right. with, you know, you know, communal living, you know, because the world is technology, so our kids need to learn it. So, So I try to look at the best of things. That's just the way I'm made. So, you know, people will post on Facebook or people will post things about how this is bad for you, how that bad for you and I just try to think you know like going off Facebook Facebook's so awful and I'm just thinking well it's my way to connect with so many people I wouldn't be able to we picked up and moved from Texas oh there he is let me finish my thought we picked up and moved from Texas and um came here to Costa Rica in 2008 and so now I can see what everybody's doing so for me and I think it's we talk about balance all the time
2: right it's all in how you use it you know it's so very true All right, baby, let's get this thyroid thyroid nation thriving.
1: Hello.
0: Oh, hello, Dana.
1: (laughs) Hi. Hi. (laughs) This is Dana and Tiffany. How are you?
0: Very good. I'm I'm so sorry I'm late. That's
2: That's okay. okay. Not to worry. Dana's the one with the fabulous southern accent. She's our southern (laughs) belle. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, we hope you're doing okay. You haven't frozen to death over
0: over there, have you? No, we're doing great. Um, I'm sorry, I happen to have a baby with me, uh, so you might you might hear him at some point. Oh,
2: how great! Well, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, he's uh, uh, very healthy. He has good thyroid function and uh, enjoys the winter <laughs> so far. <laughs>
2: How old? A little that's tiny good. tiny baby or toddler or?
0: Uh, sixteen months.
2: Sixteen months. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Don't put him down, or we're going to be chasing him around on the phone. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, very cool. Well, thank well, you I'm so not... much for joining us.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm. I'm I apologize. It's been a uh, uh, very busy day. Um our nanny is on vacation and uh uh something came up that prevented my wife from uh, helping That's out That's okay
2: you're you're in good can you're in good hands Dana and I have six children between the two of us so we can actually be very helpful on this end of the phone for you probably <laughs> Yes we can Yes okay. we can <laughs> Not
1: to worry well, I don't know if you had a chance to listen in, but we were just going through your bio and, you know, we just want to know all about you. So, I mean, we're just, <laughs> just honored to have you on the show. So we'd like to we'd like to just have you kind of start with a little bit about you, your background and, and your education, and, and then we can get into the, the chronic illness part of, um, you know, your journey. But will you start back and tell us a little bit about you?
0: Yeah, well, I basically describe myself as a scientist entrepreneur, so I used to be a physicist. Uh, then I became a software entrepreneur doing the Internet boom, uh, and I've been involved in startup companies. Uh, I took uh, basically the last 10 years off from work in order first to fix my health and then to share the things that my wife and I had learned in those 10 years to help other people fix their health. And so that led to our book, Perfect Health Science. Uh, and now we're back into the the scientific entrepreneurship. Uh, my wife and I just started a biotech company uh, based on her research. She's a molecular biologist and uh, uh, has a, a great track on a cancer therapy. And so we're uh, trying to bring that to, to life. Um, so that's one reason we're we're busy right now, but uh uh basically we're uh just interested in biology, health and science and uh figuring out how to help people with it.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that is that's amazing. I mean, just the the evolution of all that. So so, tell us about to get into the nitty gritty because I think I think I could pick like ten topics just within that that we could have a, a whole entire show dedicated to. <laughs> but how about your own uh, chronic health problems that that led you towards um, you know exploring the diet aspect of health? Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal
0: journey? Yeah. Well, I had. Um, I. Basically, it started for me when I took a year-long course of antibiotics in order to treat acne. Uh, this was in my 20s. And uh, uh, then I took Accutane, which actually did clear the acne. The antibiotics didn't. But while I was on the antibiotics, I started getting uh, some serious... Uh, I I knew my health was decaying. I was a runner, and I slowed down dramatically. Um, I had always been slender, and I started to get... Uh, you know, a belly, and uh, uh, I developed hypothyroidism, uh, uh, some other things, but uh, the most significant for me was I started developing memory loss, and my mood was impaired. So I had always been happy, and suddenly I wasn't happy anymore. And uh, uh, and I would, you know, go to the doctor once every year and describe these symptoms, and uh, he said, "Well, I don't recognize that." you know as a as a known health condition and the hypothyroidism was kind of subclinical it was you know the one where your TSH is around 3 uh and they don't bother to diagnose or treat anything uh and uh, uh you know so basically nothing happened but with every year that passed i felt worse and worse and uh and in particular my memory uh was getting worse and worse and uh uh, so finally after about 15 years later, uh, I decided I absolutely have to do something
1: else.
0: And, uh, so, uh, that's when I decided to focus more on health and health. Uh, healthy. And, uh, so I started by adopting the paleo diet, uh, and, uh, my initial implementation was too low-carb, and, uh, that got me into even more problems, uh, but, uh, I was convinced that I was on the right track, and some symptoms actually improved. Uh, and so I figured if I can, I, I've now found something that matters, you know, this diet uh, really does make a difference, and if I can, uh, you know, fix my diet, then I should be able to enjoy all the benefits about the uh, problems that I developed in carbs. And uh uh so that became, you know, like a five-year project to figure out how to eat well and be well-learned, and uh, and it was really successful, It it really did fix our health problems. And it turned out I had a couple of chronic infections, uh, one of them I needed uh, some medical treatment for, but uh, the other one I just learned how to uh, clear it up with uh, diet and nutrition, and uh, I just got a lot better, and uh, my hypothyroidism went away uh other things you know bas- basically all the other symptoms went away, even uh my gray hair got its color back again, uh, most of it and uh so you know it was it was really successful, and I knew based on the research that we've done that uh it would help a lot of other people and a lot of other health conditions too, so we felt an obligation to write it up in a book, and we did that uh it's called Perfect Health Diet. And we also started a health retreat, and that's had really good results, uh, helping people recover from various health conditions. And uh, uh, we're working on a cookbook too. Very cool. Oh, good.
2: So you, now, said, your wife... you said you had a couple... Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Donna. No, no, go ahead, honey.
1: I was just going to say, so you said you
2: had
0: a, a couple chronic other issues. Was it like SIBO or... Um. Well, you know, when I was, the reason my doctor complained he couldn't recognize was, you know, they're kind of vague symptoms. It's like, you know, I used to be able to run pretty fast, and now 70-year-old women are passing me when I go out running, and I'm, you know, trying to sprint, but I'm very slow. And, uh, you know, and and doctors don't recognize that as a health condition, but it it was. Um, Right. And, you know, so... Uh sometimes it's hard to uh communicate. Uh sometimes it's hard to map. You know, there's there's so many different factors to health problems. Uh that it's uh it it can it can be hard for the the doctors to uh you know, they they have kind of a road rule book and
2: Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, a a one lane protocol, so to speak.
0: Yeah, you know, so they they only map symptoms to treatment. And their treatments. They don't really know how to map symptoms to root causes and get rid of the root causes. And so uh, that's really um, that's really was. Now, we so, were so are
1: you, you back up to, to running? <laughs>
0: and, yep. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Uh, I
1: was just gonna say, um, did you ever have to take medication for your hypothyroidism? Uh,
0: you know, I did take a low dose of levothyroxine that, uh, for a bit, and it helped. Uh, but uh, I,
2: I after you made the changes, then and up, you just yeah yeah it then you were I able I to go so off just, it.
0: Yeah, once I improved nutrition and. Uh, my wife her hypothyroidism was quite a bit worse than mine and, and she had to be on it for quite a bit longer uh but she also got off it uh eventually and uh uh so I think my latest TSH was 1.9 uh but I feel normal uh and so hers were either one
2: much. of you were either one of you ever diagnosed as Hashimoto's or were they both uh, uh different etiologies
0: well, you know neither of us were ever tested for the uh auto antibodies, uh so we don't know uh, i I don't think in my case um, i I doubt it was Hashimoto's in my case uh but we do have uh a little bit of familiarity with it from uh research, right. And in fact, I recently blogged about it uh, this year um, Very about interesting. The, the yeah. The, there's a link between red meat or mammalian meat uh, consumption and Hashimoto. Well,
1: let's talk about that a little bit. Can you? I was
2: going to say, let's right dive right in. Yeah. 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 So, so tell us what the research says.
0: Well, uh, the research says that uh basically nearly everybody who has Hashimoto's has formed antibodies against mammalian meat, and in fact those antibodies are even a better a much better predictor of whether you have Hashimoto's than the traditional uh antithyroid uh antibodies uh that have usually been used to diagnose Hashimoto's um And so it looks like what's going on is uh, people get Hashimoto's because they have a gut infection with uh, bacteria that incorporate some of the sugars in mammalian meat uh, into their bacterial cell walls. And then when our body forms antibodies against the uh, bacteria, they also develop antibodies against the uh, meat sugars and uh those can also get incorporated into our cells and uh, uh and that can trigger autoimmunity uh and those particular uh antibodies to the uh to the mammalian meat sugars um are seem to be specific to Hashimoto, so they're not associated with most other autoimmune diseases you know like rheumatoid arthritis or others. It's it's just Hashimoto's that they're really highly correlated with. Um, And so it really looks like a strong indication that the cause of Hashimoto's is a a gut infection uh, with a bacteria that makes you very sensitive to uh, the meat of mammals or their milk. And, uh, you know, so for most people that's beef, lamb, and pork. Hmm.
1: (laughs)
2: Now, that's, um, that's so very interesting because as a general rule that there would be, I would say, fair argument on the other side saying that, you know, because there's quite a few people who are as well vegan that uh, have Hashimoto antibodies. So is there is there like a percentage that you've seen, Paul, or uh, well, is that just something that's... Um, yeah,
0: so that's a good question. Um, you know, I would say that there several aspects... To autoimmunity, but the, the common features are going to be a gut infection, and then probably poor immune function and poor gut health, poor gut barrier integrity. Uh, so you get the bacteria or their cell wall components coming into the body, uh, and then your and then your immune system is going to form antibodies to them. Uh, so some of the uh, things you want to fix, you want to improve immune function. Uh, you want to not have a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Uh, so the small intestine is where you're digesting your food including meat and absorbing nutrients and if you're not digesting well and if you've got a lot of bacteria in the small intestine where you really shouldn't have bacteria, uh, not many uh, then your risk of autoimmunity goes way way up And so a lot of autoimmunity you get bacteria growing in the small intestine where they shouldn't be. They interact with your food. Uh, you have a leaky gut as well, so the combined bacteria and food are entering the body, and you get an easier spot. And I would say vegans are going to be prone to it uh, because they tend not to be well-nourished, and so they're not maintaining their gut well. Uh, they're also... Uh, you know, they'll be more likely to get a bacterial overgrowth and have a leaky gut. So two of the three causes are going to be high in the vegans. And then if they if they cheat at all, you know, like if they eat milk um, or they eat any meat, and I think I've seen statistics that a lot of vegans do cheat. Uh, right, right. Okay. You know, then you have the potential to uh, develop some disease, even if it's, you know, even if it needs mammalian. Meat. <laughs>
2: So very interesting. So in your book, uh, for you and your wife, was part of uh, the healing, do you guys recommend a vegetarian diet? Because I know you were paleo at one point, so that was meat-based. Is it a balance Uh, now, or did you find that going one way or another was was something that really made sense to you guys in the research? No,
0: we, we definitely, you know, we wanted to believe in extreme diets in the beginning because... You know, or at least I did. I should not I couldn't say that in my life. But you know, I thought <laughs> it was a little glamorous. You know, to be different than everybody else, and you know, to have you know, discovered some cool wisdom that other people didn't know. You know, and so it, that was actually you know, there was some attraction to low car paleo on that basis. Uh, but you know, the more I researched and experimented. Uh, you know, the more I realized that a balanced diet is really the, the most helpful. And so that was really, Yay. you know, <laughs> the goal was, like our goal was to look at every nutrient and figure out what's the optimal amount of that nutrient, and then translate backwards to food. And so we end up, our diet ends up being about three-quarters of food, one-quarter animal foods. Uh, it's fairly balanced between uh, starches, uh, sweet plants, vegetables, and meats. Uh, and then we recommend various flavorings. And it's really a very delicious diet. Um, it actually, more than anything else, it resembles gourmet food. Uh, if you go to a fancy restaurant, it's about those proportions. Or if you think of plastic French cuisine, uh, very delicious, uh, very similar proportions.
2: You know, you have hit something that Dana and I have been talking about since the beginning, is that, you know, there's such a balance. So what are your feelings? I'm fairly certain that you guys have done a ton of research. And gosh, like I said, I could make a show to pick your brain on just like 10 different topics. But what are your feelings? What are you and your wife's feelings? Uh, and what has your research shown about gluten? Any thoughts on gluten, Paul?
0: Well, we we recommend avoiding it. Um, so our, our diet is gluten-free. Uh, so we recommend uh... rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, uh, tubers in general as the best sources of starch uh... and uh, now it's, it's not that we know for sure that uh, that weed or gluten is bad for everyone uh... but I think there's, there's, enough, there's enough evidence and you know reasons to be skeptical uh, Right. Well, and, you know,
2: it's funny because personally, I think it's, you know, it's kind (laughs) of like the the sugar where we manufactured these types of sugars that sort of threw us over into the intolerance range. I mean, I I, I know that Tom O'Brien would not agree in that. And of course, he's, (laughs) you know, done so much research and I'm like a, a baby in the grand scheme of things. But you know, I feel like we've created these intolerances by over, you know, overdoing everything, and then all of a sudden the body says, eh, you know, I just can't do this anymore. That's my own personal <laughs> feeling, but I know that there's, you know, research would probably would argue on that. There, There's so many smarties on both sides of everything, iodine, gluten. I mean, it's just, it's very confusing for the average, you know, for the average patient.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um you know, I would say all, all plants have toxins, all right, and uh, and people can be more or less sensitive to them. And any time you get conditions like a bacterial overgrowth in your intestine or a leaky gut, then you're going to be more sensitive to those food toxins. If you're malnourished and you're not detoxifying well, you're going to be more sensitive. Um, if your digestion is poor, then you're not destroying the toxins in digestion. Um, and so there's a lot of risk factors and we know we does have some toxins that are not destroyed in cooking, uh, at least not the way we normally cook wheat. Uh, and you know, and so the thing we don't know is how, how serious is it? You know, is it, uh, you know, does it cause significant problems or not? And we know in people with celiac disease, it causes extremely severe problems.
2: Extreme, uh, exactly.
0: And uh, and it seems like, you know, there are some other people where it could cause problems as well. And uh, so our, we, you know, we kind of favor. There are some starches that we really know are healthy out there, like like rice and potatoes. Uh, Whereas the, the toxins are destroyed in cooking. Um, and, uh, you know, so we would recommend eating those and being on the safe
1: side.
2: I love is potatoes. Is there ever
1: an instant? <laughs> I do too. What's that? I love potatoes. I was going to say, um, Paul, is there ever an instance, you know, you guys are out or you're traveling? I mean, do you ever have gluten? Do you ever have bread?
0: Are you out uh, to mind you can't yeah. have a little bit? Yeah, not, not at home, but, but when we travel, you know, sometimes it's just convenience. And so I would say probably a couple times a year, I'll I'll have wheat. Uh, yeah.
2: I think that is such and a bright-
0: <laughs> such a healthy
2: somebody. mentality. Huh? Yeah. I I
1: said I hear somebody. Yeah,
0: that was that was my baby with the raspberry. It wasn't me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's doing pretty so, good. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah he's, he's so, a good baby. Just-
1: is this
2: your
0: first, or? Yes. Yep. Oh, that is uh, exciting. How exciting. Right? <laughs> yep, we're excited. He, Anna oh, and both I both you... had,
2: had boys first, too. We both had little toddler boys as our first wonderful oh, yes miracle. We <laughs> yes, we did.
1: Yes, we did. And, and, My son uh, was like a koala. I think mine has, I think mine Mine has some of my my health issues, and you know that's not something you realize, but I was gonna ask you when you guys were um you both were not feeling well and experimenting and learning with food and diet and before you got pregnant or did you guys were you feeling better did you guys be able to get to a place where you felt like your your gut was better and and all that stuff
0: yeah we uh we we worked on getting healthy first and uh uh, I think it paid off for us.
1: Great. Yeah. So much that I didn't know that I wish I would've known. So I, I'm I'm happy that we do this for people that were on the show and, and talking about these kind of things for for people who want to start families and stuff because it really is so important. And I do believe, you know, unfortunately I passed a lot of the stuff on to to my son, and uh, we're just now starting to to deal with that. So that part's yeah. not a lot of fun yeah it's um you know
0: like Hippocrates said, disease begins in the gut and mothers do pass on their gut microbes to their children uh both in the womb and breast milk and uh so it's um uh, you know there is there is that chance of passing on.
2: Yeah, and, and quite a few of those gut microbes uh, and healthy bacteria and everything also come through vaginal births, isn't that correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I mean, there's yeah. such a
2: process that helps these little babies to to thrive in life, and I I think that you know the majority we underestimate that that beautiful process, you know, and its protectiveness that we pass to our kids, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's uh. I un- I unfortunately yeah. oh. came from my mother was my, was one generation actually older than me. My mom didn't have me until she was 41. She had significant uh, pregnancy problems and and lots of of health problems and, so, you know there were, and then after I was born, you know my mom came from the generation. My my father's 87, so my mom would be around 85 if she were still alive. But, um. You know where they gave the shot and you know encouraged that that uh, formula feeding was healthier and and you know so I was raised on oh. soy on soy formula you know which I look at now and I'm like gee whiz you know <laughs> from the beginning oh so was I and yet so I'm still alive
0: <laughs> yeah, here I am there here we are
2: <laughs> I'm still here
0: yeah but, you it's know a, it's amazing how quickly we forgot. And, You know, as soon as we developed chemistry and learned how to make fake foods, and we, we, for, we totally forgot everything our grandmother.
1: Right?
0: And Isn't that amazing? Because it
1: wasn't, it wasn't so long ago. It's amazing. You know, wasn't it's not it like we're so talking ago? about you know, the year three thousand thirty or something. I mean, this this is just you know my grandmother. This was just you know, eighty, seventy, fifty, sixty years ago. This wasn't so far, and we and we've already forgotten what you know life is all about you know like Tiffany said you know we have this miracle of a body and it's so smart and does all these amazing things I mean you get you give uh you know good bacteria through through vaginal deliveries and just things that you you kind of take for granted now people are you know scheduling their c-sections which is fine you know that's to each his own but our bodies are so wonderfully made and uh and it wasn't so long ago that we were eating healthy, and there was no Monsanto. Right, there was was no processed food. We sure have changed things and
2: I didn't in Dana and I are both in our mid-40s, so we we understand that whole 70s processed foods. You know, before that, everything, for the most part, came from scratch. You know, I remember my mom actually going from, you know, scratch cooking to box cakes because they were so much easier, and you know that actually was you know to make us both feel like old farts. That was within our lifetime. You know,
0: we remember yeah. that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's really interesting when we were working on our on our diet uh, and we looked back in history. Uh, it was it was really hard to eat badly uh, in the 1800s. I mean, a lot of people did. Just because they were poor and they couldn't afford good food. But, uh, if you could afford it, then, you know, the only things that were there to eat were natural whole foods. And nowadays it's, it's so easy to eat badly. You can just go, you know, look at all the boxes on the supermarket shelves that are made from, uh, starch, sugar, oil, and flavoring and nothing else. And, uh, you know, and think of how many nutrients you're missing if you're if you're eating those things. Uh, you know, so it's a, it's a totally different world, and we've invented uh, foods that don't nourish our bodies. And, uh, you know, so now you really do need to educate yourself on how to be healthy and to practice some willpower and put yourself in a position, you know, learn how to cook and put yourself in a position to nourish yourself uh, because the world won't do it for you.
1: Unfortunately.
2: All right. So Dana and I have a burning question to answer to ask uh an intelligent research minded person because this is the ultimate great debate in the Hashimoto and the hypothyroid forum is thoughts on iodine. So we would love to hear uh, your take on iodine and iodine intake and the thyroid and
0: how it all relates together. Yeah, well, I'm I'm strongly supportive of moderate iodine supplementation, and which I would say is around 225 micrograms per day or so is what I normally recommend. And uh, you know, so for a typical person, the thyroid may consume about 70 micrograms a day and uh and then other parts of your body, like the stomach, will consume more and the immune system and uh you know so two twenty five is a pretty good estimate of what your body needs to function well uh and it's actually uh this you can very easily guess hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism if your iodine intake is at either extreme um very low levels or very high level. Now,
2: there's some people, there's some some physicians that say that, that that type of exposure doesn't happen until you're up around the 5, 10 milligram uh, exposure. Any thoughts on
0: that, on the tolerable upper level? Yeah. Well, basically, the more iodine you take, the, the higher the risk gets. And it's coupled to other nutrients, you know, your, your status with other nutrients, especially selenium. So if your selenium levels are good, you can tolerate a pretty broad range of iodine. Uh, But if your selenium goes to an extreme, like you have too much or you're deficient, then you become more and more vulnerable uh, to uh, either high, very high levels of iodine, or or very low levels of iodine. And uh, you know, and uh, the amount of selenium in food is is highly variable, uh, right. so it's one of those things that you know it's very hard to know how much selenium you're getting in, from food uh, right. because uh, both humans and and other plants and animals they don't control selenium levels all that well. They just take it up from the environment, uh, and you know animals will excrete it in sweat, but they can they can still build up to very high levels, and same with same with plants. And, you know, so it's very much dependent on the local soil conditions and where you get your food from. And if you don't know your selenium intake, and uh, and most people don't, uh, and it's very hard to determine, uh, you know, then it's risky to take extreme doses of iodine. Interesting.
2: Uh, now, do you fall where they say? Because I know selenium can become extremely toxic to the human body but yet there's, it's particularly in the Hashimoto's and hypothyroid world, there's a, a continual generalization of 200 uh, micrograms of selenium. How do you feel about that? Do you think that the research supports that that particular dosage on top of food? No, I don't
0: think so. I think uh, 200 micrograms per day is too much. It's um, too much. And it's, it's, it also it does depend on how you eat, but I on think how 200 you eat. micrograms... 200 micrograms per week is a pretty good supplemental dose if you're worried about, if you expect a possible deficiency. I'd say most Americans don't have any reason uh, to expect a deficiency because so much of our food comes from the Great Plains, uh, which are pretty high selenium-growing regions. Uh, now, Europeans are m- much more likely to be selenium deficient than Americans, and uh you know, so my general advice would be: Americans don't supplement selenium, and Europeans maybe 200 micrograms per week, um, and you should you should get to a pretty good level. Well, that that's way. a
2: huge. That is a huge um, point to make. You know, uh, Dan and I both know within the within the the hypothyroid world it's constantly constantly talking about 200 micrograms to lower antibodies. I mean, there is yeah, just... Um, right. It's such a broad recommendation, you know, and I don't think people really understand how toxic selenium can become to the human body.
0: Yeah. Now, keep in mind, our advice is is predicated on a natural whole food diet, like, like our perfect health diet. Uh, and if you're eating natural whole foods, all plants and animals have selenium in them. Uh, But if your diet is cookies and donuts, then you might be eating a totally selenium-free diet, and then then maybe you'd want to supplement more. But uh, it would be much better to actually actually eat food.
2: Now, even Brazil nuts, right, Paul? People oftentimes, you hear recommendations being made, you know, blanket all the time about Brazil nuts being a very high selenium food, which they are. But I think so many people don't understand the variance of selenium within those Brazil nuts depending on where they're grown. Is that is that something you've also found? Yeah, the soil yeah, that yeah. they're grown in,
0: right. Right, that's exactly right. So, yeah, it just happened in the USDA database. They took a batch of Brazil nuts from the sites in Brazil that had really high selenium soil. And, you know, Brazil nuts are good at concentrating the selenium, but... Uh, if you grew them someplace else, which didn't have high selenium soil, then, you know, the selenium levels could be a uh, factor of 10 lowest. Um, you know, and similarly, other foods that score as low in selenium in the, in the databases could be much higher if they're grown in high selenium soil. Uh, so it's really, you know, there are, there are huge variations. So basically, uh, any place where there's a lot of rain, and the soil drains, like if there's a slope, uh, are going to have low, very low selenium levels. Any place oh, where it's nice. flat and dry, uh, so that the selenium never gets carried away by water, uh, are going to be high selenium. And, you know, so things, places like the Great Plains, you know, where we grow so much of our uh, weed and corn and feed that to cows, you know, so... Uh, so, beef from the U.S. and Canada tends to be very high in selenium. Um, you know, just and that's because another
2: thing to, to take into consideration, too, isn't it, Paul, that you know, our animals, that the animals that we eat are being supplemented with iodine and selenium and all those. Those are also uh, something to take into account, too, as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um the more you eat a natural, whole food diet and you're getting plants and animals, uh, all of your calories from plants and animals, then the easier it is to be well-nourished uh, because they're all going to have nutrition. All of those animals need uh, similar nutrients to what we need in order to be healthy. And so their bodies do their best to uh, try to get those things. And, uh, you know, so you've got you've got a lot of margin for safety, uh If you're eating a natural whole food diet, you know, whereas if you're eating a lot of, you know, manufactured processed foods made from just pure calories with no micronutrition, you know, the starch, sugar, oil foods, you know, then you're likely to be malnourished in multiple dimensions.
2: Okay, I'm going to take you back here real quick, if you don't mind, Uh, just because, like I said, it's such a a large misconception and and super smarties on all sides of the board. The iodine, your iodine recommendation being around 225, just a scooch higher than the the recommended daily allowance of 150 for a a non-pregnant person. Now, my question is, is there so many... Uh proponents of iodine that discuss environmental exposure to of course the halogens that compete with iodine, do you find that certain people or in in your hypotheses do you think that there would be certain people that would require higher doses of iodine if, for example, they have a lot of competition from uh of the extra halogens? any thoughts on that
0: um yeah, I I think higher doses of iodine do have the potential to be beneficial. Uh, they can also support immune function. Um, so, uh, you know, there is potential to help to help people overcome uh, infections and uh, to drive out uh, some of the other halogens. Um, but I would say for most people that the single biggest impact iodine will have is on thyroid health. And if you induce hypothyroidism or even worse hyperthyroidism uh, by an extreme intake of iodine, that's going to swamp any of the benefits you would get for immune function or for uh, the the halogen. So you you need to do it intelligently, and um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's I mean, I wish I could say in situations like this under the guidance of a health professional, but uh, it's very hard to find a health professional. <laughs> to, to
2: Particularly to you- that will address <laughs> that. I mean, that's my full and teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we totally agree with you. Just so you know, that's a uh, that's been a big thing with us. Yeah. We we're complete agreement with that, and uh, we just love to to pull it out of people that that are really smart. We like to put everybody's opinion on that forward, so that you know. So people have some, some background on it that it's not really, you know, uh, I mean, I think it is a fairly crystal clear issue, but I think there's still within that, you know, there's still quite a bit of range, just not quite so extreme on either end. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, high, high iodine does have its place, and, uh, you know, it has potential benefits, but it has risks too. and uh, Right. Uh, now, you when know, you say
2: high iodine... Are you still talking in like the thousand micro are you still sticking within the microgram category or do you think really going into the milligrams is when we is when we're in big when we're you know, playing yeah, with fire say, so to speak?
0: I would say the odds of bad things happening are pretty low as long as you're under a milligram uh per day. And uh you know, so if somebody wanted to take five hundred micrograms, you know, if you have pre certain pre existing thyroid condition, like we have nodules that could, uh, y- you know, potentially become, uh, you know, overproduced thyroid hormone when they get iodine, um, you know, or are subject to injuries and, you know, you may have trouble even at 225 micrograms,
1: uh, right. but,
0: um, you know, so there's no... It's not like you can say there's there's one specific value. You stay below this is safe. If you go above it, it's not. It's uh, just as you go higher and higher, then uh, the risk, uh, you know, sort of rises. Become greater. And you need to, yeah, and you need to be doing other things right in order to keep it safe. Um, and it gets harder and harder to keep doing everything else right.
2: Good. That is good Especially. information.
1: Yes, it is, and especially it gets harder and harder um, when you're so busy, and when it's the holidays, and when you've got a baby in your arms, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, my wife did
0: make it home, so the baby is no longer with me. Uh, okay. okay. Good. I
2: thought Good. I thought you had gotten him to sleep. I was going to go. Darn!
1: I'm really impressed there.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Well, I did see I did see that um that post that you had on your Facebook uh page, Paul, about how to hold a baby when he's crying. Oh,
0: did I have
1: that? Um. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And I was thinking, okay, well where was this information when my babies were crying all the time, right? So
0: Well,
1: yeah. um, well it's my husband- been a pleasure to talk to you it It really has, and we just we are so glad that you were able to call us and uh talk even though you got you were having to hold your little one
0: yeah i I apologize for the lateness and the, any background noises but uh it was really good to be able to talk to you <laughs> um, so may- um, maybe you'll let me come back sometime to make it up to you.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, especially when you've got your cookbook coming out. When you've got your cookbook coming out, we'd love to have
0: you. Okay. That might
2: be okay. a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, what a great, Um, I can't wait to read your, uh, does she uh, talk at all about, you know, your gut and diet and sort of tie that in with her cancer research? I imagine that's a huge, uh, you know, um, what am i trying to say relationship there
1: point topic yes
2: yes um
0: yeah you know it's one of those relationships that's so complex uh, that it's hard to say too much about it it's uh um so yeah her her cancer research is really built around finding therapies for cancer uh that works and uh and we're very optimistic that it's uh actually uh, my wife is on the right track finding an effective cancer therapy, uh, but it doesn't involve uh, gut microbes. So, uh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow! How exciting.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have, we'll have more to say about that in a few years.
2: We need. We need to have uh, you back on, Paul, to, to talk about the subject of relationship Economics, I love that, and I'm, I, you know, of course, that's a yeah. whole nother show. But that's also something, you know, that very much deals with, uh, you know, um, health as well. You know, the relationships of of people, even within business, it's not necessarily personal. But we would love to have that for the for the next topic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That
0: would be fun. Uh, that's another. <laughs> that's another part of my life. That's. Uh, uh, I hope to return to yep.
1: Very cool.
0: It's, uh, well,
1: okay, sir. We are, we are, we don't want to keep you anymore. It is, it is a busy time. It is the holidays, and we are just grateful that you were able to talk to us today. Thank you so much. You know, I know that Catherine put us in touch with each other, and she is so lovely. She said she got to hang out and see you guys, I guess, was that in October? Uh,
0: yeah, well, she came
1: to uh Uh, One of our health retreats. Oh, great! That's right.
0: Yep, it was a lot of fun. She's a great person. Uh, Well, tell
1: tell us uh, real quick, Paul, about
2: your about your health retreats. Tell us real quick about your health retreats. They sound amazing.
0: Uh, They are amazing. (laughs) They're they're a lot of fun. So you know, I think it's. It's really about the only opportunity to have a great vacation and learn every aspect of natural health, uh, from eating to moving to resting, relaxing to uh, uh, environment, managing your environment, uh, uh, everything else. So uh, and we're very happy. Do you have
1: one it. planned?
0: Uh, yeah, the next one is April 30th to May 7th next year. Very exciting. And where is it going to be? Uh it's on it's on the beach in North Carolina, North Topsail Beach, North Carolina. Uh it's an almost um, private private beach, warm water. Uh have got we got two heated saltwater pools and two saltwater tubs and a uh, very nice place.
1: Uh, wow, Tiff.
2: I know have that sounds
0: good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and That's it should I be very Christmas. good. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Yes, Merry
1: Merry yes, Christmas, Christmas you, to you too. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, have a great, great holiday, and we will chat soon. And good luck with your um, the launch of your biotech company, and to your wife and her research too.
0: Okay, thank you very much. All
2: right, Paul. Thank,
1: thank you. you. We'll talk soon. Happy holidays. Bye bye. Merry Christmas.
2: Bye bye. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine being inside that man's head and his wife. <laughs> All the information.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, you God, know? What do you think they talk about at the dinner table? I just wonder. <laughs> <laughs> they always talk about bottles and, you know. And if you oh, my gosh. you get into it
2: last night, honey? <laughs> Gee whiz.
1: Right? Oh diapers. We forgot
2: to ask them how they met. <laughs> that would be an interesting, you know, how they met oh, and, yes. and well, I'm just
1: right. So for next both time, are trained. I wonder if, wonder if that's if that's how
2: they met. Right. That's our. That'll be our burning question for next time, right?
1: Yes, it will be. So let's be, tell people. It will be
2: let's tell people where they can find this amazing man and his wife right you can connect to all of his sites uh, so we found through www.pauljaminet.com which is P-A-U-L J-A-M-I-N-E-T sounds maybe French origins um, and mm-hmm. then through that site you can also connect to perfecthealthdiet.com which is, talks about his book and research from him and his wife and uh and that, and then there's also relationshipeconomics.com and the therelationshipeconomist.com, which you can also connect through PaulJaminet.com. Just so much information! Oh my
1: gosh! I know. I mean, his bio and his wife's bio on his page. I mean, astrophysicist, and someone says that, my brain just shuts <laughs> off, right? So I thought he was I'm like, a very uh... <laughs> approachable. Right. I thought he was very And so approachable nice. And so wonderful. Yes, I know. And uh, I'm so glad Catherine, Catherine Watkins, the metabolic health coach, I'm so glad she, she put us in touch with each other. And you know he was stressed when, when your wife has to go and you have to hold the baby and you're supposed to be on the air. I mean, I remember, like, holding mm-hmm. Savannah while I was on a sales call. And I mean, mm-hmm. you're kind of talking about things, but you don't really know what you're talking about. I mean, you, you <laughs> can't focus because you've got this level of stress behind you. Right.
2: Right. Uh, for the baby to peep, or exactly. I, I've done a few of those too. You know, bouncing baby on my left hip with my phone on the right hip. <laughs> oh, those days, Dan. I know. We're long past those toddler days. I know. <laughs> now we have to worry about different yes, I know. questions <laughs> oh my goodness yes i know crazy crazy he did very where, well where's my I was phone highly impressed.
1: where's huh? my phone oh me too <laughs> yes. like your kids asking where's my phone right as opposed to you know where's my bottle or where's my binky or it's a totally different <laughs> world right
2: Oh, totally different. I miss those days, though. I mean, I'm so excited about the future I and watching too. my kids grow. They're just amazing. But, you know, the, the baby the baby time was such a special, amazing. Oh, you know, everything was and such amazing. You can hear him. <laughs> you, know,
1: you can hear him. And I was all so excited. I was like, oh, there's a baby, right? So, and he, you could tell he was <laughs> thrilled. I had a feeling it was his first, which is why I asked. So, um, he did amazing. So, yeah. So, he did I mean, I seriously remember having Savannah on my on my hip and bouncing her mm-hmm. and talking on the sales call and doing really well mm-hmm. and and and, mm-hmm. and talking and knowing and saying what I, but you're in this kind of like you're endorphins, you're in this kind of high this place so you mm-hmm. don't really like I would get off the phone call and have absolutely no idea what was said. <laughs> I'd be like yeah i was I was just handling whatever I had to handle. Now it's over kind of thing. You know, you don't really remember it because you're just in this your body just kicks in. Our bodies are amazing and they are made, like Dr. Stephen Patel said, you know, they're made to be healthy. So they are smart mm. and they know how to if you if you give them even just a little few tools here and there, you know?
2: I'm I'm fairly certain the stress though was part of what kicked off my whole health crash with having a five-year-old, a three-year-old, uh-huh. a one-year-old, and making sure my mom wasn't chewing on the uh, puzzle like a pizza <laughs>
1: at the same time. Uh, yeah. And I was,
2: uh, what, seven, eight months pregnant. I mean, it was like literally pushing every physical, spiritual, emotional envelope your body has, but so I don't regret old, any of it.
1: How, how long ago <laughs> did she pass? How long ago was it that she passed this?
2: Well, this particular time of the year sort of just flat out stinks for me. Um, my mom uh, fell on Christmas Eve, and that's sort of a stinky story all in itself, but um, someone was watching her while my, while Joe and I were uh, wrapping some Christmas presents, and uh, he left um. without telling me, and my mom got up out of her wheelchair and fell forward, and my mom died two weeks later. So, I, you know, that's a, you know, it's it's kind of a blessing uh-huh. and a curse all in one. Does that make sense? But um,
1: yeah, that was six,
2: uh, seven years, it was 2009. My mom died January 7th, 2009. But it was an extraordinary yes. experience, and one of these days when I have time, I'll write a book, you know, on... On that six, seven years caring for my mom with toddlers, but uh, it was an extraordinary experience. Then, but I think it inevitably fried my, <laughs> fried me a
1: little bit. So, so where you, so where, how old was Daisy? You had Daisy by then, right? your youngest? I have one
2: picture of my mother holding Daisy. Uh, my mother passed when Daisy was six weeks old. I have one picture of my mom. Actually, it was Christmas Eve after she fell. You can see the big old knot on her forehead. It wasn't like a a horrible fall, you know, enough to leave a good-sized knot, but in a case of Alzheimer's or uh, any type of dementia, the body works so hard on uh, maintaining organ systems that when you get uh, a small injury, it's it's too much of an overload for the brain, and then, then, you know, systems become a greater challenge.
1: Yeah.
2: So I do believe that everything happens okay, well. for a reason and <laughs> you know. That's just the way it the way it happened and you know, she guides me every day, so
1: she fuels I me. am, um <laughs> every day. Yes, she does and I am I am I'm too much of a I'm too you know, um what's the word, emotional, so I can't, I can't buy into that everything happens uh, for a reason, otherwise nobody would die, we would all live forever, happy, happy, love, love, peace, peace, joy, joy, so my thinking is, everything has a way of working out, so that's the way I have to look at it, because i that's a good way of looking at it,
2: because I, I yes, would never everything have, everything has a way of
1: working out,
2: I would never have the passion that I have for the thyroid, and education, and, you know, all of that, if, if, that hadn't happened with my mom. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I could see it working out mm-hmm. that way too, right? That's, it was fuel for a, a yes.
1: better cause. Huh. Yes. Everything has a way of working out, so that's the way I like to look at it. Okay, well, everybody has Christmas and things on their mind, and I want to take, like, two minutes to talk about Thyroid Nation Essentials because we're so excited. We're going to do an official launch in January, but we're putting some teasers out there and talking about it a little bit. We created this line because that's one less um, you know, load or or toxin or, toxin or something load. on your body that yeah. something yeah, toxin load that you can that that you can take off your body, uh having you know, using these these products and I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of how it turned out and um and Tiffany has had this successful essential oil business for for quite some time and so i'm thrilled to to join up with you and do it so i want you to tell everybody a little bit about thyroid nation essentials we have eight products with some fun names and they all have love and light and great healthy intention behind each one
2: absolutely that's a that's a great explanation i think it's it's really a It was a product of great passion for both of us, and, um, you know, essential oil research is is in its infancy, and there's so much that has come out of, you know, beneficial things, uh, health supporting, and and so that's part of the infusion in it, and, and, of course, taking off the methylparabens and all the preservatives and synthetics that get involved in personal care products. Uh, we've eliminated that. So we're just, you know, trying to infuse love, light, health, and thyroid-supportive essential oils into your everyday life. And uh, it's amazing. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying using the products myself daily, um, particularly Speak Your Truth, which is interesting. I, I like uh, drawing a heart shape on my thymus, and uh, which is that... Uh, course it's probably very small in most of us anymore but um it's very large uh at birth and and helps with immunity and um just is amazing i find it to be very calming uh particularly if i'm anxious and stressed and unfortunately so very busy but uh when i find that i'm feeling a little bit extra stressed i can draw that heart and and put a little bit on my pulse points and and then just rub it on my thyroid and uh it's uh has been very wonderful for me in in particular, but we have uh, oh, facial I products. I know, right? I really am just loving. I mean, I love all of them. I love the complexion serum, and um, you know that's where my specialty is complexion serums. But I'm loving, absolutely loving that um, the call me pretty. Dana named them, which is just you know. Uh, I love her names, <laughs> Missed Me, I'm Your Everything, Call Me Pretty, Speak Your Truth. Um, it's just been such a great infusion of love and light between the two of us, you know, uh, a it's fabulous,
1: and fabulous, I- I- I wake up and I and I spray flower Moments, moments. Just you know, uh, that that moment came when we had our I think it was our third or fourth show with Macy Robbins, and we kept having flower uh-huh. filled moments where we were just <laughs> needing to take a break and and just take everything she said and just let it sit and resonate with us. And that's where our flower filled moments, which we have on every show, that's where it comes from. And so that was kind of our first product, and I spray that on almost every morning.
2: Yeah, I use it every day. I use it more I, than once a day, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. love I
1: the, the smell. It, and I keep it handy. You know, I
0: when I was to, like, it was... It up in your bathroom, you know what I mean? You, you, if you
1: keep yeah. it handy, like I keep it out. If you put it up in your bathroom or something, then it's not as, you know, it's not as easy to get to. So I keep it out, and I just grab it and use it. And I love it. <laughs> I think it's what was interesting, I is. Mean,
2: Formulating a scent that would, you know, equate with that moment. You know what I'm saying? It's a very floral, mm-hmm. ethereal, Personal. uplifting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I flower that's one of my favorite flower field moments. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Uh, and uh, what else do we have? We have um, counting sheep which I love. I think it is fabulous. I think my feet are mm-hmm. all one of those. And, I mean, actually just try to keep them all handy. I'm thinking, oh, geez, I'm going to Colorado for two weeks. I can't be without, you know, any of them. So I'm going to have
2: to pack them all carefully in my suitcase, you know. And love potion. And, um, Let's not forget love potion. That's, that's probably one of my favorite ocean. scents. Yes. I and love that
1: scent. It's uh,
2: magical and sexy and deep and... You know, um, so the point sexy. of that is because <laughs> is so, so many people with thyroid problems have, you know, libido, you know, low libido. So it it definitely encourages, uh, you know, touch and closeness, and um, there are some definite uh, aphrodisiac qualities to those particular essential oils. Um, and I like, I just love, you know, using a little squirt and uh, using it on my pulse points also for. Uh, perfume. I can't tell you how many people are like, What is that smell? <laughs> I'm like, well, right. I love potion. <laughs> well.
1: well, and you know, um I want to talk about it a little bit and we may talk about it a little bit about, about uh thyroid Nation Essentials on every show. And if you are so inclined to buy some, that is fabulous. And if you have some others which are your favorites, that is fine too. We are you know, we made it for, you know, to help everybody and for love and light and, and, and for you to know that we put good intentions in it that everybody's got their favorites and everybody has their other things and, and so if you don't buy it then we're okay with that too so if we talk about it it's just because we love it so we love it <laughs> and, and we kind of created it for everybody we created it for us and for the desired people and you know and to kind of slowly help you phase out things you know that you might buy like, <laughs> it have a lot of parabens and synthetics and, and things. I mean, that's just one thing I feel that I can replace uh, in my life that that I'm capable of doing. You know, driving down the street and someone burning their trash and me inhaling their, you know, toxic smoke, or whatever you, whatever is in that 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 I shouldn't, you know, have in my body. There's nothing I can do about that. There's you nothing know, I can do about a lot of things. You know, in the atmosphere and where I live and what I drink and, and there's just you know things you can't do and so much you can't, can't control do, right? so it makes me feel it's good. Yeah, so many right. things I can't
2: control. So I agree. I'm
1: doing my my brain awake. I mean is that funny, I'm doing uh, the same thing? How weird is that <laughs> I was gonna Sorry say you I
2: forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. If I had a camera with me I'd take Dave a picture inhaler. of it right now. I love inhalers. I, I absolutely love inhalers. Traditional mm-hmm. pocket aromatherapy, you know, a lot of people don't realize that aromatherapy is traditionally through scent. So when you're when you're making your homemade chicken soup and you're baking your apple pie or apple strudel or whatever, you're you're inhaling the volatile molecules from that are being released through cooking of the onions and the garlic and the basil and the thyme and the cinnamon and the clove and the you know, um and I really believe that there were there were intensive health capabilities through inhalation um, that, you know, unfortunately, we're not getting very much anymore. So that's why I love pocket inhalers, Brain Awake being one of them. It's a peppermint and rosemary Mm -hmm. blend uh, designed for focus and uh, being able to revive the you know, when you're feeling a little sluggish 3 p.m. mindset, you know, helping uh, helping stimulate the brain to get back with the program. That was a a, a big benefit. That is a big benefit of aromatherapy. So even with the products that you'd be putting on your skin, you're also, I always encourage people, uh, you know, particularly with things like counting sheep, when you put it in your hand, that you cup your hands together and take a very deep inhalation of the essential oils before you put it on your feet or have someone rub it on your back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Inhaling all those is very is very important.
1: Now I'm just walking around smelling all of our things. <laughs> <laughs> and I just t- love them. Terrible. I think they're all so <laughs> wonderful and they were created with love, you know, and and that's the main the main thing, you know, and we all need that in our thyroid lives and we all need to know that we're validated and, and that is one of the main purposes behind creating Thyroid Nation Essentials so we made it for you and essential oils it are us. so it very
2: health supportive very very health supportive yes, I am so excited for the future of research because there is so much to learn Um, you know went to a recent health conference talking about uh glio and neur- neuroblastomas, you know, that, that have had beneficial uh dissolution with inhalation therapy. So I mean that that to me just says, Oh my goodness, people, buckle up say it ag-
1: because Say it again.
2: The say future it again. is going to be very aromatic, I would hope. Well glioblastomas and neuroblastomas are brain tumors and they're very difficult to treat. So um, there has been some research that has been done on dissolution of glioblastomas by inhalation therapy with essential oils, which means that because essential oils have a molecular structure to actually cross the blood-brain barrier, they are able to reach that area of the brain that's very difficult to tap into. So when you hear about these things and these studies that are being done, um you just, for me, I think about the untapped potential. Uh, and I might add, safely done, not just, you know, you can't just start downing bottles of essential oils <laughs> or just, you know, putting it straight no. on your skin. There definitely are safety requirements and dilutions, and, and uh, you know, uh, they are natural. However, they are pharmaceutical levels in very, very small amounts, which is very cool. But it also has mm-hmm. to be done with, with care, yeah. So I mean, just like anything else, right? You need to make a conscious decision, and and you know you can't just jump and be reckless because then that can be
1: problematic too. So you can't just um, pour a bottle on your head, right? Exactly. No, I mean, you really can't. No, no, you know, You've got to you've got to be smart about it. So that's no, what and Tiffany for me has too, done, I th- and
2: I think it's also really important to to. Wrap your head around the respect for the earth. Does that make sense? Just because something is healthful mm-hmm. and beneficial, there can be uh, a repercussion to abuse of it as well. And I, I really think that, uh, for me in particular as an individual, I think that's extremely important to to understand and to incorporate into uh, things that you make that are healthful intended. Yeah. There's a flower yep. field right there.
1: <laughs> flower field moment, right there, yay! Maybe one day I everybody will, will a have flower a flower field, field moment with us. <laughs> I know. And, and Tiffany will be a guest on January 17th, and we will be talking all things essential oils. So I am very excited. excited to to talk to my best thyroid bud. On the air about her favorite love and her passion, and I can't wait. So it's gonna be really I'm fun. i okay, excited. Let's wrap this show up. Okay, so let's wrap, wrap it up. Show up and be done. Okay. 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 Merry let's Christmas see. and happy holidays to everybody. Yes. That yes. driver yes. yes. journeys. And next week, well, next week we're gonna have Dr. Trevor Cates. Um and she is the host of the Going Skin Summit and founder of com. She's just lovely, and so I'm right. excited to talk to her.
2: Well, and talking
1: skin? I keep promising. Yes, we are. And I keep promising to post some thyroid diver- stories, so I'm not going to elaborate on that because I haven't done it. So, who won me. <laughs> okay. Now, thanks to our radio, our Thyroid Nation radio team. Um, they helped us a whole lot in the very beginning, and... Uh, we couldn't have done it without them, so we thank them for that. Mm, very make, much sure that. To, and make sure to also follow Thyroid Nation on, on Facebook and the Hashis and Grace uh, Facebook support group so you can get updates on what the next, who the next guest is and what's going on with Thyroid Nation and the radio show and possibly Thyroid Nation Essentials. We'll probably put some things in there, too. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Tiffany and I will both be doing Periscope come January. I'm <laughs> taking a break right now taking a break. Mm -hmm. Holiday break.
2: Dana and I want to remind Mm -hmm. you always that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. We heard so many things, and we hear so many things on the show, all the super smarties, but nobody is smarter for you than you. Properly educated. So please make sure
1: to always listen to your own body. Right. No two bodies are the same. Mm -mm. No one method is going to work for everybody. So you have Mm -hmm. to find what works for you. And that is what thyroid nation is all about. This much iodine Mm -hmm. or that much iodine, you can't really say because each person has their own situation, the way they eat, where Mm -hmm. they live you know, where they were grew up, what they've been exposed to, what they're exposed to at work, what they're exposed to at home. I mean things are just different Kinetic for everybody. Propensity. Nobody has the same fingerprints.
0: Right. That's right. Right, right, right.
1: So, That's you right. know, it's it's different for everybody. So you've really gotta dig at your root cause and find what works for you. So listen to your body because it is smart right. and it will tell you what you need to know. <gasps> this is Dana, your thyroid nation gringatica from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Millennium of Grateful Garden Bring in collective voice of salaried drivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thanks, guys. Bye. Happy holidays. Oh, wait. Hold on. Happy holidays. This show is going to air after the holidays. Happy New Year. <laughs>
2: Here's to a fabulous oh. 2016. is going to be amazing.
1: Absolutely. The year of the TIFF. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
2: (laughs) Bye.